you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Spread the floor, let's go! Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for joining us for the Friday Big Picture episode. There's a reminder that everything that we talk about on today's show can be found in the Action Network app. You need to download it on your mobile device now, immediately, right now. Like, go right now. Just open your mobile device and download the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. You're going to find all sorts of information on there that you're going to be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're going to find bets to make, people to follow, all sorts of great stuff. Download it immediately. I'm joined today by my colleagues, as always, my partners in crime, Raheem Palmer, professional better. Raheem, what's up? Good. I can't complain. We're just wrapping up the NBA season. Hopefully, get some winners. <laughs> and Brandon Anderson, NBA futures analyst, who has himself a little bit of an idea for us this week because conference tournament time, March Madness begins next week. It's going to be the most fun time of the year for basketball betters. And I say that as a big NBA fan. So Brandon has an idea for us to talk about the NBA through a betting perspective and kind of a fun angle. Brandon, what do you got for us? Gentlemen, it is NBA madness. It's March after all. Everyone everywhere is doing brackets. So why not us? Let's do a bracket. I'm sure it's very original. We're the first one to ever think of it. (laughs) We're going to put 16 NBA teams into a single elimination bracket. Top seven seeds from each conference, plus the Nets and the Lakers. Because, you know, got to have the Nets and the Lakers in there. And we may have to actually shoehorn them in the way things are trending. Lakers fresh off an overtime loss to the Rockets last night as of recording. So single game elimination, neutral site. So we'll assume everyone can go no home court advantage. We randomize the bracket. There's no West or East or anything like that. The matchups come as they are. We're assuming health as much as we would like a month from now for the playoffs. So Chris Paul, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons, Anthony Davis. We're assuming those guys should be ready to go. Matt and Raheem, you guys will debate. We got a minute or two on each game. If you guys are split, I will be the tie break. All right. Our first matchup, a finals rematch from a couple of finals. Miami Heat, Dallas Mavericks. It's a good one. It's an interesting one. Matt, what do you like in this matchup? All right. So for uh, projection, I think that this looks like I've got Heat minus three and a half on neutral court versus the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I'm probably going to bet the Mavs in this spot. I like the offense advantage. A big key in this 
Miami is one of the teams that runs zone the most. Dallas is the second best team in the league versus zone. They know how to bust it. And that's a really big key. You've got Luka Doncic that can create inside. The Mavericks also have the ability to play five out and kind of counter the switchability that Miami brings to the table. So what this really comes down to is like Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo versus Luka Doncic and friends. And in that matchup, I honestly think that Luka might be able to carry them. I don't trust Jimmy Butler to be able to, to show up. He's very inconsistent in which games he dominates and which games he doesn't. Kyle Lowry, honestly, has not looked awesome this year, even though the plus minus is good. So I'm going to be on the Mavericks, who I expect to be at a plus number in this matchup, and I'll be on them on the money line. All right, Raheem, do you like the upside? I completely agree with Matt in this matchup. Look, I have Miami four points, or actually three points better on a neutral court. But when I look at these two teams, look, Luka Doncic, he's a superstar, period. The only team to beat him in a playoff setting had Romo Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. And he took them to seven in both series. So when I look at this Miami Heat team, they're going to be a team who struggles to score in the half court in the playoffs. And we know, all know that's an issue. This Mavericks team is actually playing defense. They're going to be able to hit the three against this Miami defense team. And I, like, I really like the Mavericks. I, I'm taking them all on the money line. All right, we've got our first upset. The one seed Miami Heat, at least in real life, are already out. The Mavs move on. I'm definitely looking for Luka props in this matchup. Like, give me the overs, give me Luka points, give me Luka threes. Uh, I'm feeling a little robbed. We did not get a Luka March Madness run at one point, though we did get a pretty fun Eurobasket summer. So Dallas moves on to face the winner of the Toronto Raptors and the Denver Nuggets. Matt, I got to start with you. You're a Denver insider. Who's playing for the Nuggets in this game? Uh, I would say Michael Porter Jr. is back. I will go ahead and say that Jamal Murray is not back. Um, that's what I would expect if this game were to be protected. Now, is this played this week or is this played at the end of the season? Uh, let's play a month from now. Start yeah, of the playoffs. Then, yeah, then I'll say yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is back. I can't. I, is it possible Jamal Murray's back? I think absolutely. Uh, do I think that he's back enough for me to put him in the matchup? No. Uh, based on full season numbers, I've got this Nuggets minus seven and a half. My model never likes Toronto. It just doesn't like mm-hmm. Toronto because... Toronto has been good on defense and bad on defense and good on offense and bad on offense and very rarely at the same time. So I've got Nuggets minus seven and a half on a neutral court and I'm probably laying it with the Nuggets. I don't see any way that they're going to be able to match up. They all have a center. They're, they're throwing out Precious Achua and Kem Birch versus versus Joker. Good luck with that. Have fun. Have have fun with that approach. Um, Fred Van Vliet will probably keep them pretty competitive in this game, but I think free throws probably gets it done. Um, I would lay the points with the Nuggets. I like Denver to advance. Toronto is a respectable team. They're a plucky team. Championship mentality. But in reality, uh, I like Denver to get it done minus seven and a half here. Yeah, Raheem, what do you think? Does Nick Nurse have any tricks up his sleeve or is this Denver? Toronto, they're not even going to make the playoffs. I, like I've been giving out Toronto to miss the postseason. <laughs> For the last couple of weeks, this Raptors team is not good. And they're, they're playing five guys pretty much. I mean, you've got the starting lineup, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siaka, Gary Trent Jr. I mean, and OG Ananobi's been banged up. So, I mean, this is a team that's 27th in half court offense. We all know the Nuggets can score with the best of them. They have nobody to deal with Jokic. My model, I mean, it makes it a lot closer, but I think you have to throw out a lot of the, the, the model numbers on the Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets should be able to win and cover this game with ease. What do you have the number right. at, though? I want to know. Raptors plus two. Okay, so uh, if you got Raptors plus two, let's say let's let's split the difference and let's say it's Nuggets minus four and a half. 
stay on neutral court. Do you want to lay it or, or you, are you going to lay the four and a half? Um, I think four is probably a little high. I mean, a neutral court, I think three is the right line. We should be looking at around five, six at Nuggets, Nuggets at home. Anything more than that. I mean, unless you got Michael Porter Jr. or you got um, Jamal Murray. Unless you got those two back, I think laying seven with this Nuggets team is a little high at home. Okay. Denry moves on. Up next, we've got a rematch from last year's first round. Mm. Hopefully they actually stay healthy enough for one game. Never know. It is Anthony mm. Davis. The Los Angeles Lakers, charitably included in our NBA madness. We're going to pretend they made the playoffs, guys. They're playing the Phoenix Suns. Will another one seed go down? Matt, Anthony Davis is back. He's rested. He's healthy. Oh, man. Let's do this first. Rob, what do you have the number at? I have the number at Suns minus nine. Okay. I have it. This is laughable. <laughs> I have it. Suns minus 13 and a half. <laughs> wow. I have them as 14 wow. point favorites versus wow. the Lakers. Like, you know, it's matchup model. So it's based off a of half court offense and defense and the Lakers aren't good at either one. And the Suns are really good at both. So like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with the number based off of how I approach this number build. Um, I'm probably taking the Lakers plus 13 and a half if, if that's what it pops. Let's put it closer to uh, Raheem's. So yours, was it seven or nine? Was it nine? I got a nine. Yeah. Okay. If it's nine, even I'm probably taking the Lakers, right? Anthony Davis makes it like you got LeBron in a one game environment, 80 in a one game environment, you know, they'll, they'll attack relentlessly. Let's assume Chris Paul's back. Um, I don't, I'm, I honestly, like, I would not feel great about this one. If I'm picking the winner, it's I'm taking the, like, I'm taking the Suns. I, I don't have any choice in this matter. Like I can't, I can't go so far as to believe that this Lakers team, no matter how much credit I give LeBron, that they can beat the Suns. The Suns, it would be disrespectful of me to imply that the Lakers have a chance of winning this game. So I will take the Suns to advance on a nine point spread. I would probably still be betting the Lakers, even though I've got this a 13 and a half. Raheem, are you with them? Lakers, uh, the Lakers hang around? No, um, give me the Suns first quarter. First half and full game. I mean, like, like, I mean, let's be real. Like, this Lakers team is awful. They can't defend. I mean, we're talking about a healthy Anthony Davis that even when he gets on the court, you can play a drinking game with how much he falls and you're scared of him having a career or season-ending injury. Give me the Suns. They blow this team out. They take them into the deep waters and drown them. We saw last year in the postseason, they were blowing out a healthy Lakers team until Chris Paul got hurt and they still won by nine. So give me the Suns. This is, I mean, I'm done with this, this Lakers team. Yeah. I think if I'm betting this one, I'm going to play the extremes. I'm going to take a Lakers money line, just a little nibble because if it's close, it's LeBron and it's CP in a playoff moment. I know clutch time CP, but it's LeBron. And I'm going to play like a Suns alternate minus 20 or something. Cause I feel like either this is close and LeBron gives you a shot or it's just over by like three minutes into the third quarter and the Suns roll by 20, 30 points. Phoenix moves on. Interestingly, the way the bracket came, we got a little Western quadrant here that actually could happen. The Golden State Warriors, the reeling Golden State Warriors against the winners of six straight, my Minnesota Timberwolves. These teams split in the regular season. Raheem, do you give Minnesota any chance here? We do. Um, A big part of that is we don't know the status of Draymond Green. I mean, he could come back, but I mean, back injuries are tough to deal with and you got to deal with Carl Anthony Towns. 
I make the Warriors minus five in this matchup on a neutral court, but I think that's a little high based on what we've seen from the Warriors recently. The offense hasn't been great. They're 15th offensive rating over the last two weeks. And I think that's indicative of who they are. I mean, Clay hasn't proven that he's a top 25 player anymore. And they kind of need him to do that. So I think Carl Anthony Towns can get off. I want to play his props over. And I'm taking the, the Minnesota Timberwolves with the points. I'm not going to take them with the money line, but I, I think they're live dogs here. Matt, you've been on the Wolves all season. Are they in there? Do they have a shot? My mom loves the Wolves. Like it just absolutely <laughs> just like it just is like, look at these beautiful wolves. Look at them. Look at the ears on the wolves. They're so cute. Uh, I've got this Warriors minus 1.8 on neutral court. Um, a lot of that's the offense, right? So the Wolves are top 15 in both uh, half court offense and defense. And the Warriors offense has been pedestrian. Like that's just who they've been. They were 11th this season in that. Not enough to really get an advantage. Now the Warriors are really good defensively. Um, I come out on this. Let me put it this way. Um, what do we actually think the line would be at? Raheem? Like, do we think it would be, do you think it would be at five? Does that sound right to you on neutral court? Cause I kind of think it might be four. Yeah. I, I think three or four is probably the right. So if we think it's right four, line. if we think it's four, I'm probably laying it with the Warriors. Um, I, I just look at this and I go, okay, if, if my model thinks that this is 1.8 and that's without Draymond for essentially half the season, Draymond's worth, I think two to three points of the spread. That's how important he is. So that gets us way, way, yeah. like that gets us over Raheem's number. So I think that there's value here. Look, Draymond has said he's coming back on March 14th. Like he's coming back and I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. This team was dominant. Like they were dominant that first two months of the season schedule was easy. I get it, but they still got weapons. They got Jordan Poole. They got Otto Porter. They got Wiggins who can have a good game. He's not played well lately, but he can have a good game. All-star starter, Andrew Wiggins. Um, they still have Steph Curry. They still have Clay Thompson. They're very well coached. This Wolves team, there's too much. There's too many guys that honestly, I, on the one hand, it's like, look, the Wolves have a lot of energy and they play chaotic and they play free. And that's good in this environment. On the other hand, I don't know that I feel good about, having to trust like Patrick Beverly and Anthony Edwards, like intensity, which can go both ways. Um, and D'Angelo Russell in this spot. And this is just, this is a huge inexperienced spot for me. So I like the warriors to advance. And then if I get a line that is four or shorter, I'm going to lay the points with the warriors. Yeah. I don't think you're getting that line. If I see a, a four or a five, I'm smashing the warriors in the spot. I, I love my wolves, but that Draymond's what back. What do you think it is, Brandon? You think it's seven? Yeah, I think I think it'd be at least six and a half or seven. I, it may it may inviting the money on Golden State otherwise, and I don't think they yeah. want that. Yeah, I mean that's fair, right? Like that's kind of the question. Mm. Like, I mean um, the I mean I think the Warriors were laying three and a half to the Wolves um, last week on the road. Um, yeah, on, on March first. So I think we're looking at around five. Right. Like a point right. and a half for Draymond. That feels light though. You know, like, honestly, oh, probably, yeah, yeah, maybe five, six. Yeah, I mean, Draymond, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's probably six and it gets bet up to seven. That's probably how it that's probably how it looks. And at that point, I'll tell you, I'm, if it's seven, I'm, I'm looking to bet wolves. I think they hang within that number, but I do like Golden State to, to get by. All right. So, Warriors move on. We've got four of our elite eight, all four from the West so far. Let's move to the other half of the bracket the Brooklyn Nets, the team we'll have to imagine for this exercise, because we're going to assume that Kyrie is playing and Ben is playing, and we don't even know what that looks like. 
facing another team that we kind of have to imagine too, the Utah Jazz. We're going to imagine that they're actually showing up for the playoffs in this one. Brooklyn Nets, Utah Jazz. Raheem, what do you like? Give me the Brooklyn Nets as underdogs in this matchup. What do the Jazz struggle with? They struggle with athletic wings. And you probably got the best wing player in the game right now and maybe the history of the game in Kevin Durant. And he's going <clears> to, <throat> I mean, you got, you got Bogdanovich and, and Royce O'Neal. They got to deal with Kevin Durant. And then you got to deal with Kyrie Irving. I mean, this is a team that's scoring 123 points per one of the possessions with those two on the floor. And I think with all the shooting and all the perimeter guys that the Nets have, they can space out a guy like Rudy Gobert and make him play in space. So I think they win this as underdogs and they move on to the next round. I think they just outscored his Jazz team. Raheem didn't give you a number there. And the reason he didn't give you a number there is both he and I talked about this on other episodes of Buckets. Like, <laughs> it's useless. We can't, we can't give you a number on the Nets. We just can't. Kyrie half the season, KD half the season, Harden 0.05% of the season. There's just no real way to estimate this. Um, I don't know if Ben Simmons plays in this game. If Ben Simmons plays in this game, I, think I, I would probably give – like that probably helps the Jazz, I think, in this situation with them having – one fewer guy that they have to guard. This is actually really tough for me, um, just based off of it. I I don't trust the Nets to get the stops. I don't trust the Jazz to be able to play how they need to. I'll go with Raheem here, and I'll I'll say the Nets advance. They're going to play Bruce Brown at five. They're going to they're going to switch. Uh, they're going to switch everything. They're going to do exactly what the Clippers have done. The Jazz are going to have to prove to me they can beat that. And they haven't. And so I'll go ahead and I'll take Nets here. I don't feel good about it. I would not bet this game, but I, I will go ahead and reluctantly take the Brooklyn Nets in this matchup. Yeah, I, uh, this would be consensus. I would go with the Nets here too. And I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm taking literally a team that has never played together to beat you know one of the top two teams from the last two seasons, the way that the regular season has gone. This is this is all the wrong matchup for Utah, theoretically, theoretically, which, you know, that's all the Nets are is theoretical. All right. Next up for me here in Chicago, a little Chicago versus Chicago suburbs matchup. Eat your heart out, Milwaukee. Bulls, Bucks. We've seen that one a bunch of times this year. It has not gone great for the Bulls. Matt, do the Bucks roll here? I think it's close. I think that there's a, a good, I think the Bucks offense probably does its clunky thing where they're missing a bunch of shots and DeMar makes a big shot and DeMar makes a big shot and Alex Caruso hits, no, uh, Lonzo Ball hits a big three and it's like a one point game with 120 to go. Uh, but I think the Bucks probably hang on here, uh, especially if we consider that Brooke Lopez is likely back for this game, um, given his practicing, he's doing five on five. Uh, I will assume that Brooke's back for this game. And if Brooke's back for this game, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll take Milwaukee. I will say based on full season numbers, I only have this Bucks minus two. Um, Bucks numbers are always going to be a little stunted because of one, their injuries, and two, they've just kind of underperformed this season. Like they just have, they just haven't really dominated the way that we've been used to seeing them on the point differential, which is one of the reasons why they're not leading the the conference. Um, if this number is higher than five, I am taking Chicago. Um, it might be higher than five based off of a lot of factors. I I genuinely kind of wonder if DeMar DeRozan is actually going to have a pretty good playoff run um the bucks are going to try and play drop in this they are like they're they're going to be reluctant to play switch the bucks are better over a, a seven game series now because they can kind of get to the point where like all right we gotta play Giannis at five and we gotta switch everything in a one game environment they're gonna play drop 
with Brooke back. And that's going to leave Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan wide open. Patrick Williams is almost back. Um, I think the Bulls have a shot to win this, but I will very, very narrowly uh, take the Bulls or the Bucks. but I will be playing the Bulls on the spread in this matchup. For him? The Bucks have defeated the Bulls 14 out of their last 15 matchups. The only loss against this Bulls team has come on the last day of the 2021 season, a game where the Bucks have played none of their starters. So they own this, this Bulls team, and I know oh, a lot of things have changed. Hang on, hang on. I know a lot of things. I know a lot of things have changed. This Bulls team, like this Bulls team is entirely different from every other. I know. I I know a lot of things have changed, but my point is, is that, I mean, look, when you look at this Bulls team, to me, they are the 2014 through the 2019 Toronto Raptors. And I say that in the sense that they can beat up on some of the bad and mediocre teams. But when it comes to the elite teams, the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Phoenix Suns, they're not beating the elite teams. They're just 12 and 19 against teams above 500. So this Bucks team is absolutely rolling right now. They're scoring 125 points, 400 possessions. They have no answer for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I know Lonzo Ball, Alice Caruso has been out, but this Bulls team, when they're facing the top 10 offense, they're just 17th in point differential. So this is a team that all year, I like to fade them against the elite team. But when, they, when they're playing against Anybody else, I think they can win those games. But I just think the Bucs have this game. Look, I agree with you on the spread. I, I think this is a, a, probably a close game. Like, I, I think this, if this is five or six, I think you got to lean towards the Bulls. But I, I think the Bucs get it done. Yeah, the, the Bulls just have really struggled against the top teams this year. I don't know if I want the Bucs to cover here. I, I think I'm looking to live bet a spot where I can grab the money line and just, just let Milwaukee win. Just find a way to win. I think the Bucs find a way to win here. So they move on. Last two matchups in the first round. The red hot Boston Celtics, not as much Cleveland Cavaliers. Raheem, what's your model make Celtics Cavs for a matchup like this? I actually have it Celtics minus four, um, but I don't even think that's accurate based on what we've seen recently. I think you got to go a lot higher. I think you got to go around Celtics minus five or six on a neutral court. I mean, this, this Cavaliers team, other than Darius Garland, they just don't have a lot of guys who you can trust to put the ball in a basket and create plays. And this Celtics defense is the best in the league. So I know the Cavs been playing some solid defense, uh, they're, but it's just I can't trust them to score. I actually think the better play on this game is the under whatever. I mean, whatever the point, because I don't I don't see this being a shootout, but I think the Celtics eventually get it done. And the way Tatum is playing, I just don't think they have any any answer for those wings, Tatum and Brown. Yeah, I like the under too. Matt, are you in agreement here? I like the under. Uh, I got this Boston minus five. I think uh, in current environment, this probably spread. I honestly think this might be Boston minus eight. And if it's Boston minus eight, I am betting the Cavs on the spread. Boston wins this matchup though. You mentioned the under. That's a reason why I would take the Cavs on the spread. I think the Cavs can slow them down. I just don't think, like, I don't think they can score enough. But I also don't. You know, Boston's offense is has been elite. It's been awesome the last two weeks, two months. But there are still times when you watch these games and you're like, it does clunk up still a little bit. And because they're so perimeter oriented, the Cavs are going to put a lot of pressure on Jason Tatum by putting two on the ball and make other people make plays. They don't have a lot of great like Horford is good in those minutes. Non Horford minutes with Tatum would be a little bit rough. So I would take the Cavs on the spread because I do think the spread would be probably be a little inflated. Um, given the numbers that we've seen lately, lately for Cleveland, but I do Boston's advancing. They're not losing this game. 
Boston moves on. Last matchup of the first round, the marquee matchup of the first round, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Philadelphia 76ers. As of recording, we only have five games right now with James Harden and the 76ers. Big one tonight, obviously, of course. Matt, where do you put the Grizzlies, Sixers? Who do you like here? I mean, the the model's useless because Harden. <laughs> like, it's just, it's useless. Um, my, my my numbers also don't like the Grizzlies because they're, they're bad in half court. And they're, honestly, they're bad all over. Like, I'm not trying to say that the Grizzlies are a bad team, but the numbers that I use to build these numbers don't have them as very good. Like the Grizzlies uh, are 15th in half court defense. The Grizzlies are 25th in half court offense. The Grizzlies are uh, 20th in transition offense and the Grizzlies are third in transition defense. Good for them. Um, Look, I love this Grizzlies team. They've been the most fun team in the league. I have this Grizzlies minus 1.3 based off of matchup numbers because the Sixers early season numbers are a little bit wonky too. This number is actually going to be probably closer to like, uh, they're, they're going to be scared. I think the books would be scared of taking Memphis money. So I think it's probably closer to like Sixers minus four and a half. Um, I'm laying it with Philadelphia. I also think this is a blowout. I think the Philly, I think the Sixers beat them 121 to 108. Like I, I would, I would take an, a, a alternate line on this. I don't see any way that Memphis can do anything versus the Sixers offense. I think they would struggle in the half court. I think they would struggle in clutch time. The Sixers are definitely winning this game and I'd be playing the Sixers on the spread pretty much no matter the number. Raheem, our Philly guy, what, uh, what row seats you got for this game? <laughs> My model is useless for this game as well, but I'm taking the Memphis Grizzlies and I'm taking them as, as an underdog because look, if this were, if, if, if this were a seven game series, I would take the Philadelphia 76ers, but because this is a one game Playoff scenario, you have a Sixers team who James Harden, I love him to death. He turns the ball over a lot. What is the Sixers' problem? They struggle to get back in transition. How do the Memphis Grizzlies score? They score in transition. The Sixers are 23rd in transition defense. The Grizzlies, like they're one of the top transition teams in the league. That's how they get the majority of their points. So I think that's a big advantage in a one game playoff scenario where you have a point guard. And, and James Harden, and you have a center who both turn the ball over a lot. And I think with all the athleticism and all the running that the Memphis Grizzlies can do, I think this is a close game, and I think they can possibly steal it. So I'm going Memphis Grizzlies in this match. Yeah, you know, look, I just said that they were going to blow out. I'll, I'll say this. I like Raheem's cap from the perspective of, in a single game, you want the team with the shot variants. I think Memphis has a shot variants. Like, honestly, the Sixers don't have a lot of shooting now. Like, after trading Seth Curry, like, they just, they don't. They don't have a lot of like knockdown crack shooters. You hit on an interesting point about not having the knockdown shooters. Can they even play five? Yeah. yeah. Because it's like you can have them on the floor and then now you can help on MB and, and pretty much leave him wide open. Yeah. So it's like, I know a lot of Sixers fans were celebrating. Oh yeah. We didn't get rid of Thibel, but he's unplayable in the playoffs probably. Yeah. That's good. I, I'll still take the Sixers, but I, I also think this one would be one that we, we'd be debating pretty heavily on this podcast if, if we ever got to a finals with the Sixers and Grizzlies. We would be. So finally, I got to be a tiebreaker here. I thought we we're going to get through the entire first round in agreement. And I already bolded Philadelphia on, uh, on my dock here after Matt's case. And I was like, yep, makes sense. And Raheem won me over. I, I agree that the turnovers thing, like that's the Memphis game is turn them over. 
And the closer, the longer this one stays close, the pressure is all on Harden and Embiid and the chance to go win this tournament. And the, you know, the Grizz play loose. I think Jaw is going to be able to turn the corner on these guys and get at the basket. I don't know if I necessarily love a Sixers defense against that. I'm taking the upset here. I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. I'm surprised at myself. We got to, I think that's our big upset in the first round. So Miami and Philadelphia both go out in the first round and barely, just barely, we save ourselves from accidentally creating a Western playoffs and an Eastern playoffs. <laughs> so round two, we're going to have to go much quicker here. We're going to do like a minute per game because we are looking at a lot of matchups we've talked a lot about this year. So first matchup, Dallas and Denver. One of these teams goes to the final four, probably our underdog matchup here. Raheem, what do you like, Mavs or Nuggets? I'm going to go with Denver. I think they have the best player in the game in Jokic. Have it really, really close, though. Matt? Uh, I've got this Nuggets minus two and a half, and I... <laughs> yeah, this would be a stay away. Uh, let's go ahead and let's say Denver. Mm, no, let's say Dallas. They won the season series this year. They've given them problems. They can play five out. Um, I'll go Dallas here in an upset. Yeah, this one's going seven if it's a series. <laughs> like... This is this is going any game, home or away, like anything goes. This who shows up, and we know Jokic will show up. We know Doncic will show up. Yeah, this is a hard one. I also don't know which way I lean. I am going to side with the Nuggets here, just because I don't know which superstar is superstarier. But I'm going to count on Jamal Murray and or Michael Porter Jr. giving me something more than the other Dallas guys. Also, I'll stick with Michael Malone against Jason Kidd in a one game. So I'll lean the Nuggets here. Next round or next matchup, Suns Warriors. We're all healthy. Draymond is back. CP is back. This is the Western Conference Finals that was promised. We're around early. Raheem, what does your model make a healthy Suns Warriors matchup? I have a Suns minus three, and I'm rolling with the Suns in this one. I, I just think it's their year. I think they're just playing too well on both sides of the ball. I know Matt's going to make an argument about how they deal with the Warriors switching defense, but I just don't think the Warriors have enough offensively. So I'm going with the Suns. Matt? Look, I got this Suns minus five. Uh, I would be betting the Warriors money line. Look, we, we've seen this matchup. We saw this matchup at full strength, and the Suns won two of the three. Now, there were guys missing for the Suns. There were guys missing for the Warriors. At full strength, the Warriors have the answers to get by this team. Bear in mind, no team has been able to really figure out how to be Aiden in switch. I think that this is the team that can probably do it. you got Jordan Poole. You've got Andrew Wiggins. You've got Steph Curry. You've got Clay Thompson. You've got four guys that are perimeter threats. They could score. you got Draymond Green. The switching defense is going to cause them problems. Chris Paul's not going to get those clean mid-range jumpers that he always wants. It would be a great game. It would be an incredible game. The Warriors are going to win. I'm with Matt. I'm going Warriors here. Uh, you know, that, listen, listen to the entire season of buckets for my argument because I've been on Warriors and fading Suns all throughout. I have to take the healthy Warriors, and that's what we're assuming we're getting here. We'll have plenty more Suns Warriors talk, so let's keep moving. Speaking of plenty of talk, Nets, Bucks. We have already had that series last year, a little bit different set of teams this year. We still know what the Nets look like. Matt, do the theoretical Nets match up with the Bucks here? This is probably, man, I don't even know what this winds up being. One, <laughs> is it pick them, Raheem? This is probably, yeah, this, right? this is a pick. This is definitely a pick them. It's pick them. I'll take Milwaukee. Like, I, I'm not going to jump off of the, just because I like the Nets in that specific matchup versus the Jazz, I'm not going to jump off of my, the Nets are overrated wagon I've been driving all season. They got no one to stop Giannis. 
They got no one to get stops inside. Bobby Portis is going to have a big game on offensive rebounds. Bobby Portis is going to have a big game. Uh, Drew Holiday helps on Kyrie Irving, who's going to dribble around a lot. Congratulations to him for dribbling a lot and making crazy shots. Uh, but they have the guys to get this done. The Milwaukee Bucks win this in advance. I'm going to go with the Bucks reluctantly. I do think this line is a pick em. I, I think this probably comes down to the, to the last bucket or two, like we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I just think the Bucks have the rebounding advantage. Look, if Ben Simmons is out, out on the court, it, it hurts their offense. You got Drummond out there, it hurts their defense. I just think the Bucks have more answers that they, to any issues that they throw. The Nets are dependent on a big performance from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which could happen, but I just think the Bucs are just the overall better team. So I got to go with them. Yeah, I'll take the Bucs and uh, not a lot of reluctance here. This is, this is a big spot. I'm, I'm going to put my money on the Bucs and trust them to get the job done. Last matchup of our second round, the Celtics and the Grizzlies. I got to be honest, I'm not even positive who you're making the favorite here. I'm excited for this matchup. I want to see this. Give me seven games of this one. Raheem, who you got favorite? Is it Celtics favorite here? We just saw this matchup last week and a lot of sharp money on the Celtics. I have the Celtics minus one, but I think I make this a little higher. I think you got to go Celtics minus three or four in this matchup. We spoke earlier about the, the struggles of the Memphis half-court offense, and they're dealing with the number one defense in the league. They have guys that they can throw at Bain. They have guys, they, they have the inside presence and, and Horford and, and Robert Williams. I just think the Celtics, they, they lock all windows and close the doors, and the Grizzlies just can't score efficiently. So Celtics move on, and they cover the spread. Matt, do you agree? Yeah, I got the Celtics minus three, 2.7, actually. Um, and I just, I look at this, and then I, that's kind of where I get to, is I just don't think the Grizzlies' offense is going to be as good in crunch time. Like, this would honestly be one of those games that's really well hyped. And then it's, like, super hyped, and then we get to the end of the game, and neither team can do anything. Like, they're just, like, falling all over themselves. Um, I would note here that the Memphis Grizzlies versus a switching defense this season are 27th in the NBA per possession versus switching defenses can't score. So, uh, you know, great run for Memphis, but I think Boston advances. All right. I'm with you. You you talking me into it. I I think this is a spot where the same way that Memphis got them uh, Philadelphia because it was a one game and there wasn't really time to adjust and figure it out. I think it goes the other way in Memphis here. Uh, your arguments are very strong. So here we're, here we are our final four. We got the nuggets and the warriors, the winner faces the bucks and the Celtics. We're in a wrap up mode here. So here's what I want to do. I just want you to, we got our final four. Give me your final four result. Who go, who wins nuggets, warriors, who wins Bucks, Celtics. And what do you got in the finals? Um, Matt, why don't you get the get us started? What do you got in our final four? I've got Nuggets versus Bucks, which would be an incredible wow. finals. I like the Nuggets to get past the Warriors. I love that matchup for Denver. I'm willing to go down with the ship on this. Um, I think that they do not have the counter for Jokic, so I think the Nuggets advance and get home. Uh, I think the Boston Celtics are able to hang with the Milwaukee Bucks, and it's a close game. But ultimately, I do not think that they have the guys that they need to get past Giannis. They're going to try and flop and draw charges with Marcus Smart. But ultimately, I'll take the defending champs to get back there. Um, And then I hate doing this because I'm like, I'm in Denver. I hate this. (laughs) Here it comes. I picked the Nuggets to lose to the Mavericks. So it's not my fault. You're the one that did the tiebreaker. Uh, I I think the Nuggets beat the Bucs. They have not been able to figure out that matchup consistently. Uh, Jokic can't be stopped by you can't switch versus him. You can't put Brooke Lopez on him. He'll space him out. There's no real counter here, especially if they've got Jamal Murray back. 
uh, and especially at that point, they probably have Jamal Murray back. Um, I legitimately think that in this bracket, if they get past the Mavericks, I like Denver to win the NBA title. So I'm going to go next here because I have the exact opposite picks as you. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I've got Warriors wow. over Nuggets, actually, and feel pretty good about that one. Uh, I just I trust the Warriors. I trust the healthy Warriors. And we don't yeah, know you're, that I mean, the, you're a Steph Mark. So this makes sense. Like that. that yeah. That yeah. You know, it's, it, I'm a <laughs> sucker for teams that make the finals for half a decade straight and, you know, win MVP after MVP and all that good stuff. Uh, I like the Celtics, too. I I just I don't know that I trust the Bucks enough yet in, in the, the Celtics. I feel like are battle tested. I know the, the Bucks are, too, after that run last year, but. I kind of think I trust the coaching matchup for Boston a little bit here. I trust some of the answers that they have defensively. Giannis going to have a big game, but I don't know that I see outside of Giannis enough bucks doing enough scoring. I think Raheem's going to tell us to take the under on this one. I'm taking the under probably, but I'll take the Celtics. And then we get Warriors Celtics, which used to be the big battle back in the day. The Celtics row is a really tough team defending against the Warriors. And my notes say Warriors over Celtics, and uh, I'm taking the Celtics, actually, because I think that the Warriors, I think Steph is going to have a hard time scoring against this sort of Celtics team. And in a one game, I am going to make the Boston Celtics my surprise champion. Raheem, where are you at on this? Actually, not going to tell you to take the under. I'm going to tell you to take Chris Middleton props because he always destroys the Celtics. (laughs) And that's going to be the X factor on why the Bucs win that, that game. So give me the Bucks in that matchup. In other matchup, I'm going to go with the Warriors reluctantly just because I just think Steph Curry, they're going to struggle to guard him in, in that series, and I think that's, that's huge. So I think Bucks warriors I'm going to go with the Bucs. I, I just think they don't have too much of an answer for, for Giannis, and Bucks repeat as champion. He dogs the Warriors all year. All year he dogs the Warriors. All year. Whole year he's been saying – I don't believe in this team. They can't score, whatever. He goes up against Jokic, who I think is leading the MVP race right now. I think he's pulled ahead. And now he's and, and with a with Michael Porter Jr. and possibly Jamal Murray back. And now he goes Warriors. Okay. Well, we're gonna say, we're, we're gonna have to work this one out because I think we are gonna see Warriors Nuggets uh in the playoffs. So this will be a fun one to debate. This is a fun exercise, Brandon. Love doing it. Uh, we have three different champions, really fascinating stuff. It shows you how wide open the league is that we're not just like chalking everything. That shows you the league is in a really good place. And that means there's an opportunity to make money if we can figure out the right answer. So you're going to want to keep listening to us. Give us those five-star reviews. We've got, by the way, on Thursdays, we've got Twitter spaces at 4.30 every week on NBA Bet. Uh, We've got Heat Check on Wednesdays at Action Network HQ and on YouTube at 6 o'clock. We've got the Wednesday workshops and the Thursday workshops on YouTube, 7 o'clock Eastern on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So much NBA stuff. It's going to be great even as March Madness is going on. Download the Action Network app. Thanks for joining us. Let's get buckets.